Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me today. I'm going to make a little brief time together. I'm in a different place, and so you may be picking up a little different kind of sound and a hum and all that kind of stuff, but we'll make do with it, right? We're looking at 1 Peter chapter 3, and we looked at the the last verse last time was verse 13. And what's going on here, if you remember, is that Peter is, being, uh, is telling the people uh, to be harmonious, to be sympathetic, to be brotherly. Uh, to be kind-hearted, to be humble in spirit, and to make sure they not return evil for evil or insult for insult, but to give a blessing instead. For we were called for the very purpose that we might inherit a blessing. He said that in verse 9 of chapter 3 of 1 Peter. So then he tells me, quotes uh, uh, some um, Old Testament passages, sort of a compilation of several passages, and he tells them that the eyes of the Lord are looking toward the righteous. The ears are attended, of the Lord are attending to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So he says, he asks a question, Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? That's verse 13. And so it's an encouragement to us to prove to be zealous for doing good. Then he says this in verse 14. So let me start with 13. Who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? Verse 14, but even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed and do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. He quotes another Old Testament passage. So he's telling them, even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you're truly blessed. That, that is so antithetical to the way we think in the Western world. Uh, and even in the modern church today in the Western world, if you're suffering, then people are more inclined to think, well, there must be something wrong with you and you've done something wrong and you deserve this. Must be some sin. In other words, well, that's nothing new because that was what happened with Job when his friends came into town. You know, they sat there and looked at him for a week and one of them finally determined, hey, this is all happening because you've sinned. But no, what we see here is that if we suffer for the sake of righteousness, we're truly blessed. So therefore, do not fear the intimidation, okay? Do not be troubled. These are commandments. Don't fear the intimidation of those that will come against you, and do not be troubled. Then verse 15, but, so rather than fearing, rather than being troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And again, uh, we're stopping in the middle of the sentence. Verse 14, 15, and 16 are all one sentence. But he's telling us what to do. He says you need to sanctify, and sanctify means make holy, Christ as Lord in your heart. Remember, he's telling this to a group of people that have been exiled. They're living as strangers and aliens in a foreign land. And he's telling them, make Christ holy in your heart. Always be ready. Always. You know, not, not here, not there, not just in, when you prepare for a Sunday school class or a worship service or prepare for something, but always be ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. 
yet do so with gentleness and reverence. You know, a lot of times people will uh, <laughs> be ready to, to be defensive. But that's not what he's talking about. He says to make a defense, to give an account for the hope that is in you. Why is it that we have hope in the midst of these situations? Why is it that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus is Yeshua HaMashiach? Why is that? We need to make sure that we're always ready to make a defense, to give a presentation, to speak forth, to give an account for the hope that is in us, but to do it with gentleness and with reverence. Isn't that a wild word to be used right there? Reverence. You know, when we think of reverence and that type of thing, we think of the reverend, someone to be revered. Is that not just a horrific title to take on? You know, it's, we are to honor one another, okay? We're to honor one another, one another day in and day out. But this whole idea of referring to somebody, oh, this is the revered one, uh, I, that just sort of sickens me. The only time I will ever pull out that title in my own personal life is when I'm trying to figure out if somebody's still in the hospital. And nowadays, it's hard to do that because of the HIPAA laws and stuff like that. But you would call and say, uh, this is the Reverend uh, Moore, and I'd like to check on whether so-and-so is still there. And they go, oh, yes, yes, they're still here. Well, that saves me a trip in case they're not, right? <laughs> so, But it's just sort of sad. He says that this right here, what we're speaking of, this defense and giving an account for the hope that is in us is a reverent moment. Is a special type of moment, and we need to handle it with gentleness and with reverence. And you say, well, why is that? Well, because of the message to start with. But then also, when someone is questioning, when someone wants to know, when someone's inquiring, even if they're being belligerent of spirit or hateful of heart or whatever it may be, whenever they're doing that, this is a creation of the Most High God, that individual. And it is a reverent, a holy moment right here. Because who knows, perhaps the Lord is drawing them into his kingdom. So, verse 16, he says this, and then I'm going to read the whole sentence together. And keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. So he's saying, keep a good conscience by your good behavior in Christ. Do what is right, the various things he's been speaking of. Don't get involved with the things of the world. And people will make fun of you. They will slander you for it. They'll revile you because of good behavior. Do we not see that today? I mean, it's just rampant with the recent stuff that's happening in Hollywood and all this kind of stuff. Uh, people revile good behavior. But he's saying it, when they revile your good behavior in Christ, it will put them to shame. So what Peter is acknowledging here is that there's going to be suffering that will come. There will be trials and there's, there will be tribulations. But we are to sanctify Christ in our heart. We're to be ready to give an account for the hope that we have and the, the gentleness and the reverence of the Most High God and to realize that when somebody slanders us, when they revile these good works, these good behaviors in Christ, that it will put them to shame. Let me read this entire sentence and we'll be done. Okay, this is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14. But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet, 
with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. The question that pops up quite often, I heard it today, as a matter of fact, within the gathering of the body of Christ, is why people don't go to church? Why do they don't come here? In our area where we are, the number one reason people do not go to church is because they've been there. They have been there. And they have not seen what we've just read right here. They have not seen this manifested in the body of Christ. If we were to live this way, if we were to pour forth these type of truths and model this, people would look at us and they would ask the question, and then we'd be able to give a defense and account for the hope that is in us. May we do so. Uh, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, spread the word about these times together, okay? And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.